Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Learning Exchange. If you're like me, you have had the pleasure of attending multiple events over the course of 2020. Most of these are events that once were in person that have transitioned into a virtual environment. And I'm sure that you've had similar experiences to me and that these virtual events, sometimes they're fun at the very beginning. They were really you know, it, there was a curiosity about how this was going to work. And it helped us really think more about how we take our learning and move it online if we have been used to doing things in person. For those of us that were at the beginning of the pandemic forced to take everything from in-person to online, uh, what we all realized is um, you know, taking your PowerPoint slides and delivering them through a Zoom meeting is not the same. You don't get the same effect. You don't get the same impact. You don't get the same level of engagement as you do when those same slides are delivered in person. And the reason for it is that there is a dynamic which emerges when you get a bunch of people together in a room. There's body language, there's attitudes, there's behaviors, there's subtle things that happen that you can kind of read off of one another as a facilitator, you leverage those cues to help you figure out where to navigate the conversation and how you're able to tell when people are starting to get disengaged and bring them back to, uh, to kind of the point you might do things like icebreakers where you, you get people up and moving around. Maybe you, you get people in table teams, and then you change the dynamics of those table teams throughout the course of the session. So uh, nobody is sitting in the same table with the same people for the entire time. Now think about that and how natural and how easy that's become for us. And then what happens when you're forced to take everything digital? Everything must go online. It all must be virtual. How do you navigate? How do you work through that? How do you do it in a way that honors what you as the facilitator needs? How do you do it in a way that honors what your participants need, knowing that you may not know what's happening on the other side of that computer where they're consuming the content? In uh, in the case of these events, what I found my experience to be is that it just, it got very flat. It you know, we, we sort of have the visual identity of the events. And with that, each provider has their visual identity represented in their virtual booth. So I can go and visit a number of providers. In some cases, I like that better because I get to choose when and how I engage. I, I don't have to uh, try and and uh, covertly navigate my way through the expo hall, trying to dodge all the people that are scanning batches. But as a vendor, I found myself with a very different perspective in that 
it was grossly underwhelming. I felt so disconnected. I could see a lot of people coming to visit my booth. I had a tremendous number of people visiting my or attending my breakout sessions, but my means for being able to interact and connect with them was drastically restricted by this virtual environment. So being at multiple virtual events over the last few weeks, both as a vendor and as a participant, um, and in some cases also stepping in as a speaker, I found that yeah, I'm very open to trying new things. I'm open to trying to make the most of the situation because that's what we as, as learning and development professionals do. Uh, we, we, uh, we do the dance as we need to. And in doing that, what I found is that I was missing that personal connection. I was missing some of those cues that come from being able to see somebody express with gestures and facial expressions, body language. Uh, we're, we're seven or eight months into this and moving in a world where we are virtual most of the time. At the beginning, it was fascinating. It was exciting because more, more and more people were turning their cameras on. So we got a chance to really reestablish connections. We got a chance to, to try and feel like we weren't so distanced. But over time, I think people have gotten very burned out. Uh, if you're like me, I attend anywhere from six to 10 hours of virtual meetings per day. And these are internal meetings with coworkers. They are meetings with customers. They're meetings with other providers who are looking to sell their services. And, you know, I, I always take advantage of the opportunity to have my camera on. I try and play around with my backgrounds. I try and always make sure I'm, I'm doing something that keeps it engaging, keeps it a little more fun. Uh, but then you try to scale that into these large virtual events that are happening and you realize that maybe everybody's just fatigued. Everybody's tired of being online all the time. They're tired of being on camera. They're tired of just always being connected in this way and not being connected in person. And it changes things, changes things a lot. Through my experiences over the last several weeks at these events, I have gained a, uh, we'll say, a, a refreshed perspective. Uh, maybe there were things that I knew once upon a time that I've gotten too comfortable, too complacent, and I've forgotten. Most notably, keeping that learner experience top of mind. Uh, we, in many cases, I feel like we can easily fall into the trap of, well, I built a couple of e-learning modules and people really seem to like it. So I'm just going to kind of take that and templatize it. I'm going to rinse and repeat, change the content, but everything's going to look kind of the same. It's all going to have the same types of interactions, kind of the same structures. And, you know, on the one hand, my learners can get comfortable. My learners can settle into that. Uh, they know what to expect when they show up. But on the other hand, I have now forgotten to place emphasis on that learner experience. 
and I'm making some assumptions that everybody is going to always prefer things in this way. Uh, just because it worked once doesn't mean it works every time, doesn't mean it works for all kinds of content. What's different now is that we have been given permission to know each other as coworkers. We've been given permission to know each other as networking contacts, as people who are working together in some form or fashion, whether it be coworker, whether it be a vendor relationship. And we've seen this evidenced by the number of people who were willing to turn on their cameras, the number of people who were willing to support um, and, and really even like celebrate when the human things happened. Uh, by human things, I mean, how many of us have been on a call and uh, someone on the other side of that call or even ourselves, uh, kids or pets have gone haywire. Uh, maybe there's somebody knocking at the door, maybe the fire alarm's going off. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I wasn't prepared to be on camera and I've got a baseball cap on and a sweatshirt and I, I just kind of turn that on. These are all things that, you know, prior to March were unheard of. People were so concerned with keeping that polished image and that reflected sort of how we existed together in person in the office. When we were in person at the office, we rarely took the time to know what's happening with those around us outside of work. Now, I'm not saying we, we ignored everything about everybody, but if you're in an office, you sort of form a bond with a few people. So there's a couple of people you're probably really close with, and they might know a little bit more about you as a person. But in general, all of the people in your company don't know how many kids you have, how many pets you have, all the things that you're doing on the weekend. You've got soccer practice and band practice and oh, you've got a home improvement project and the, the dog needed to go to the vet and the kid woke up sick at 2 a.m. Those are things that we don't necessarily divulge. Uh, however, in the virtual space, we've seen a lot of that change. Uh, we've seen that change when we all turn our cameras on. How many of us have studied the backgrounds of the people behind us? Oh, let's see what all is on their wall, what's on their bookshelves. It's through that that we get to learn a little bit more about people. And then in uh, the last two months, I think I personally have encouraged anyone and everyone that has a pet to bring them to the meeting. Well, I, I like animals, but it also just kind of brings back that human element and and helps me appreciate all of the person that I'm talking with, not just the, the part that they're bringing to answer my one question. And it's when I understand these things about other people, I can better understand and be mindful of the experiences that I'm creating. When I know and I am reminded of the wide variety of circumstances that all of my learners are in, it helps me take that into account as I think about the experience I want to create for them. Uh, kind of going back to my earlier example of I built this one e-learning module and it really had great success. People completed it. They gave it high marks. Um, when I built that module, maybe I built it under the guise that everybody was going to be consuming it during working hours in the office or if not in the office, just during working hours where their head was entirely dedicated to work. 
we're in the tail end of 2020 and I can't make those assumptions anymore. Uh, back in March, I, I was seeing time and time again, how many people that I talked to were having this aha moment of, oh my goodness, we're, we, we just moved everybody to virtual and we had no idea that this person had this situation and it's not conducive to a work from home experience. I have that person who, uh, you know, now we've, we've got three kids, two of them are school age. One of them is before like too young for school. And so now we've got babysitting and we're playing teacher and we're still trying to get work done and more and more and more and more. And as I entered into these virtual events and I was put in the role of being a participant, a learner where I had no control over the experience. I had no control over the environment. I was merely showing up and trying to follow the instructions and to navigate the journey as best I could. It was through this that I was reminded of the importance of putting myself in this position on a regular basis to be a pure straight up learner in a formal capacity where I am there to consume something that is being presented to me. And my informal learning, when I have a question that comes up in the, in the middle of a project or in the middle of a task, and I go and search out the answer for myself, uh, that's different. But in, in this space, we're thinking about more of a formal engagement. I'm attending an event where I have to show up, go to this session and go to that session and, and just experience what's being put out there for me. Uh, it was humbling and it was grounding and, and brought me back to that place where I appreciate the opportunity to be a learner and to, to be made aware again and again and again, be reminded of the experience that others have when they interact with things I create, even when they have unintended experiences. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, and never stop learning. Thank you.